Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? You are now tuned in to the Industry Doctors. As always, I am Dr. Cash with my co-host, Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil, how are you today? Blessed and highly favored as always, sir. Ready for this weekend. Ready for this weekend. It's almost Friday. We're going to get it in. But long story short, we got a great show Yesterday we was in England, London. Today we're back home. We got a special guest with us. We're going to bring him on shortly. Shout out to all the listeners. Press one to go live with our special guest. Don't forget to follow us on social media, the Industry Doctors, Twitter, Industry Doctors, and Instagram, Industry Doctors. Shout out to our sponsor, Jimmy's Paint Shop, the 65 Connect. Leo Marketing and Media Combat. Definitely check them out. Without further ado, let's bring in our special guest. Yeah. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How, How are you today? And tell us yeah. who you are and what are you doing? How you started? Uh, my name is. Prince Dice Dove, the Prince of Investing, TV radio show host, author, uh, founder of the founding president, the Num Literacy Foundation, and you know, you know, YouTube podcast, all that stuff as well. Awesome, awesome. I want to have my co-host, Doctor Phil, take over from here. Doctor Phil, go ahead. So, Mr. Prince, how long exactly have you been doing what you do, and where? when did you know that that was what you were going to do? Well, I've been doing this now for about uh, 2018, makes five years. Um, I'm actually uh, active duty military. I've been active duty military for 15 years since I was 18 years old, retiring. Thank you for serving years. our country. Thank you for serving thank our you, country. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. And uh, during my time in the military, I came right out of high school. I was my MBA, Series 65, Series 63, Life Health Accident Insurance License, Certified Financial Education, all the other good stuff like that. And along that path, I uh, started to learn about investing in finance because I was introduced to it uh, by serving the military. And I was kind of uh, surprised how much I didn't know and was wondering why I didn't know it. So I thought maybe I was just deprived just because I come from a small town from Waynesboro, Georgia, and I thought maybe you know, maybe it was me. And then I started to realize as I talked to my fellow soldiers and Marines and airmen and things like that, they were just as clueless as I was. And, and as I spoke to adults, they were just as clueless, and, and I was wondering how could this happen. And I just took a liking towards it, and that just made it my mission. So in 2013, I launched the Royal Financial Investment Group, 
And, you know, I started with a Facebook page, and I turned into a YouTube channel. And uh, when I asked my dad, my dad was the same way. He didn't know anything about investing. That's why he didn't invest for us. So I have a a six-year-old, now six-year-old son named Wesley, and we just started on YouTube. We started talking about investing, and then we wrote a book in 2015. We published that, and, you know, it won three awards and became the world's first investment book for children. Um, and, you know, it crossed all over the globe from Spain to South Africa to London to Japan to everywhere. So, um, and since then, I local school. It's like teaching kids about financial literacy because hey, hey, I, I realized the problem. Go ahead, go ahead. Not to cut you off, um, you're kind mm-hmm. of in like a bad area, so you're breaking up really bad. Can you repeat what you said? Yeah. One second. I'm in a bad area. Let me uh, move around a little bit. You were just breaking up. We just want everybody to hear this useful information. Okay. You know, as they say, knowledge is wealth and power. There you go. Yeah. Um, Just to pick back up, what type of investments all does your company deal with? Well, my company, as of right now, we uh, we actually invested into a few startups. We invested in uh, the DeWalt Brink Company and also the Map. That's you know, as of now, is more like financial literacy that we do through our YouTube and podcasts and things like that, and our television shows and radio and stuff like that. So, but uh, along that way, you know, um, I guess I'm going to repeat it since I was kind of breaking up. Am I coming in better now? Beautiful. Perfect. Crystal clear. Yeah, you're better. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. So what was happening in that situation, you know, uh, during my time, I learned about finances, went off and got educated on it. And um, I started reading a lot of books and started to uh, meet a lot of people. And uh, last year, you know, I don't know if you guys probably heard of a guy by the name of Warren Buffett, but um, we became the first ever independent outlet that covered Berkshire Hathaway, which is his company. And anybody out there who don't know Warren Buffett is he's pretty much the greatest investor of all time, you know, or at least our current times of things of how he's done. Uh, So it was uh, great for him to uh, like what we were doing and to bring us up to uh, Berkshire. And I actually be there in a couple months again anyway. But, you know, no, that was, um, that's pretty much me. And I wrote a children's book about teaching kids to invest. And I wrote a children's book about teaching kids about credit, you know, with myself and my son. And, you know, uh, cartoons and uh, we go to schools and we do workshops and, you know, take it around the globe. And hopefully one day we can uh, have a uh, financial literacy into schools and things like that. You know, teaching people about investing because right now the stock market is at an all-time high, and it has been for the last few years. And the thing about it is, you know, over 52% of people don't even own a 401k. You know, even with the stock market at all-time high, a lot of people are not, you know, earning the rewards that they can. Because whether you know it or not, every day you are investing. You know, when you go to Walmart, when you buy Nike, when you hop, get in your Ford car, get in your General Motors car, every day. Uh, by you living in America, at least you are investing. You're on Google, you're on YouTube all day, you're on Facebook. These are companies that you can invest in, you know. And 
You don't have to be a smart investor. You don't have to outsmart the market and things like that. You can invest with the market. So there's a lot of great opportunities out there that people just don't know, things I didn't know, and things that, uh, you know, the world has changed. Look at the, the 401K. 401Ks probably didn't exist like 20 years ago because companies had pension plans and they took care of that stuff. Now when you walk in, they say, hey, well, we have a 401K plan. What option would you like? Would you like the option A, the option B, C, D, and you are scared. You know, you don't know what to pick, so most people just say no. So uh, that's the way I think about it, and that's the way, um, you know, I'm just one small guy and uh, go around the globe and world, and uh, hopefully one day I could change the world, you know, with one step at a time. You are changing the world by educating our children, sir. I want to thank you for that. Thank you, thank um, you. When when you're talking about investment as as in the mm-hmm. beginning phase, what are mm-hmm. some keys to investing? I want some of the keys to investing. When you start out investing, you know I made all the dumb mistakes. If you think about it, investing. That's why. Uh, I don't know if you've probably heard of E-Trade or T.E. Ameritrade. I have the number one channel on there because I can relate to so many people because I already know what they're trying to do. I already know what they're thinking of. You know, the, the thing about it is when you start to invest, and I believe that every investor should invest into the S&P 500. S&P 500 is the benchmark of finance. Over 92, 93% of professional, not your cousin, not your uncle that's at home with it, you know, that read a couple of newsletters, most professional investors cannot be the S&P 500 over a 10-year span. They have a good year. They may beat it one or two years, but over a 10-year span, most people will not beat the S&P 500. What is the S&P 500? That's the top 500 companies in America. Things like your Google, your Facebook, you know, the list just goes on things that you use every single day. Um, so if you, you can go, you can invest into the top 500 companies in America via something called an ETF, an Exchange Traded Fund. Right now, for about 250 260 bucks. So, you know, that would be the way I would say to start. Once you start there, you have your dividends reinvested, you know, and now you can, depending on your uh, portfolio, depending on not your portfolio, but depending on your um, investment tolerance, the first question to ask yourself is, what is my risk tolerance? How much risk do I want to take? Do I want high risk? Do I want low risk? Do I want to be moderate risk? The second thing to ask yourself is to, um, what is, am I going to be short-term or long-term? You know, short-term is anything under 12 months. Long-term is anything over a year. Once, once you know your risk level, once you know your tolerance and um, how long you want to do it, now you got to ask yourself how much money you got. Then once you have the money, now you can decide to, okay, well, if I'm going long-term and I want to be very high risk, if you're very, very high risk and you want to go long-term, maybe you want to look into technology stocks, you know, something like your Apple, your Microsoft, your Google, your Amazon, things like that. You know, simple things that you know. Invest into what you know and you use every day, you know. Yes, there's always going to be crazy things out there that's going to come out that you know nothing about. Study up on it, but look at the things that you're using every day. And that's the way I would say to start. Definitely invest in things that interest you because mm-hmm. I mean that's the way you'll be able to focus in on what you got going on. Exactly. 
You know, I mean, we all have that cousin or friend. You say, hey, man, this new hot thing coming out every year. You got to think about it. Every, at least every year, there's going to be something hot come out on the market. You know, uh, recently it was Bitcoin last year. It was Bitcoin last year that went up over 1,000, 2,000%. Before Bitcoin, it was marijuana stocks. Before marijuana stocks, it was silver. Before that, it was gold. It is always going to be something that would take off every single year. And if you had the crystal ball to know when something is going to take off, we all would be rich. Right, but the market has a way of beating people. So the thing about it is, hey, I'm not that smart of a guy. I'm not the smartest investor in the world. But what I do, a simple approach is to don't try to beat the market, go with the market, and that's the way I look at it. Great advice. I like that you mentioned gold. Gold has been around for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it fluctuates from time to time depending on how the economy is. How do you? Exactly. Look at the stock market and go from there to how you need to invest. Well, with me, you know, over time, I, when I became smarter, I realized that yes, you know, you can do things like option trade. You can buy penny stocks. You can do it's a plethora of things out there that you can do that will fluctuate. And I noticed over time the S and P five hundred always found a way to kick my behind every single year. I asked myself this question. Last year, if you did not make 20% return on your investment, you should have invested into the market. That's what the market did last year. Last uh, The year before that, in 2016, it did uh, 16%. So if you did not make a 16% return on your investment, yes, you are underperforming, and you should invest with the market. That's your overall portfolio. Whatever you had your money in last year, if it did not return to you overall 20%, You'd have been better off just investing into the market. And annually, I have over 100 years of data on the stock market. 100 years of data has said the market will return you about 10% a year. Imagine 10% a year compounding. Now, on top of that, people say, well, the market, it will crash. Yes, it will crash. It has crashed a total of 32 times, and it will crash again. But the thing about it is don't worry about when the stock market crashed because it will be the first thing on the president's desk. And out of the 32 times it has crashed, it has rebounded. When the stock market crashed, there's only two things that's going to happen, the end of the world as we know it or a rebound. And historically, over the last 100 and something years, the stock market has continuously rebounded. So for the simple average everyday guy, I would look at a low-cost, low-fee, something like that that would track the S&P 500, the index. And that's what Warren Buffett would tell you if he was on the line right now. And then from that, you know, maybe you can find some undervalued stocks once you become more seasoned. Once you become a more seasoned investor, depending on what I'm looking for, when I'm investing for my son, I will look into a technology stock that's going further into the future. I'm more aggressive. But, you know, when I'm looking at my uh, wife's portfolio, I may look into something a little bit not as aggressive, right? When I look at something aggressive, every day I use Facebook. You know, every day people, I run Facebook ads. I've ran Google ads. I'm on YouTube, things like that. So guess what? I, I, I would, it would be asinine not to invest into those companies, in my, in my opinion. And, you know, every year or every month I pay Verizon, right? Verizon I pay Verizon every month for the last 14 years. I can invest into the company for about 40, 50 bucks. And then they also pay a 4% dividend. And the thing about it is you have to invest. It's no way around it. There's no way around it. You know, if you don't invest, you know, your savings account is not keeping up with inflation. The average savings account is 0.25 according to bankrate.com. And last year inflation was 2%. Inflation is the price of goods and services going up. 
So every year, the price of goods and services are going up. Your savings account can't keep up with it. So you have to invest into something. And when you look at the world of investing, you only got three options. You got the stock market, you got real estate, or you got your business. That's it. You know, and real estate, it may cost you a little money, but at the end of the day, the stock market is the heart and soul of our economy. Go back to 2008, you remember when the market crashed? So did everything else. So that's the way I look at it. So was 2008 the last time the stock market crashed as we know it? Yes. It happens about every uh, – historically it says about every three to five years the market will crash. And 2008 – but it seems about every eight years now. 2008 was the last time it crashed. And since, and, and since 2009 it has been on what is called a bull run, which means it has been going upward trajectory, going up you know, ever since it had crashed in 2008. To now, there's a lot of things to pay attention when you're talking about the stock market. Like you said, inflation, mm-hmm. the unemployment rate, it's just mm-hmm. so much that you need to know. Uh, can you give us your three maybe top advices of investing when dealing with the stock market? Okay. Well, the the, uh, the first thing is stay the course, you know. The, the way the boat will be rocky, the boat will move left to right, the boat will go up and down. You know, the thing about it is, is, you know, when everybody is greedy, that's when you should be fearful. When everybody's like, this is a buy, you know, you got the bartender telling you to buy, the janitor telling you to buy, you know, the cab driver's telling you to buy. Everybody is buying something, that's when you should be fearful. When you see everybody selling something, that's when you should be greedy. So those are the, that would be the first thing I would say. The second thing is don't overthink the market. Don't try to go in there and say, oh, we got inflation, we got unemployment, we got, uh, we got interest rates, we got this, we got that. Go with the market. It's that whole saying, if you can't beat them, join them, and you can join the market today. Right now today with 260 bucks, you can do it for your kids. Open up a custodian account. I got tons of videos to show you how to do it. And that is the way uh, – to look at it. Go with the market. Don't try to overthink it. Don't try to beat it. Don't feel like you got to be a genius because the top Harvard graduates with billions of dollars have a hard time beating the market on a consistent basis. So why would you think you would try? You don't have to try. You can go with the market. Second thing, um, you know, what I was saying about the fear and greed, when you see everybody's telling you, hey, get this, get this, and you know nothing about it, but you just want to grab it because everybody else is getting in and they say it's going to make a bunch of money, that's when you should be fearful. Um, the third thing I would say is to start now. <laughs> you know, you got to start now <laughs> to uh, get into investing because the thing about it is what other asset class, where else can you put your money? First of all, ask yourself, where are you putting your money where it can even grow in the future? Most people say nowhere, right? The second thing you got to ask yourself is when you put your money somewhere, if it goes wrong, who would care? Right now, if the stock market was to crash right now today, what would be the number one thing on President Trump's desk? Stock market recovery. You know, because that's where all the wealthy people's money's at. <laughs> you know, because 50% of Americans don't invest. The lower class don't invest. Some of the middle class don't do it. What do you think the upper class is doing? They're not getting paid just to say, hey, I want to go buy this car. I want to go buy this house. No, they're looking to make investments. So all of their stuff, all their ties are tied into the market. So that's the way I look at it. Very well said. Very well said. You brought up a subject 
cryptocurrencies. Can you tell mm-hmm. us what are cryptocurrencies and where do you think it's headed as far okay. as the market the, the, goes? The market with uh, cryptocurrencies, right? Uh, I'm not an expert on the cryptocurrencies per se, but uh, cryptocurrencies are digital currency. I believe digital currencies are a feature, right? But uh, when we look at you and think about it, I can leave my house without any cash and just purchase everything I need to purchase just fine. So we're already geared into digital currencies, and we will go into digital currencies. Now, with the way the crypto market is right now, it's over 1,300 cryptocurrencies. How can I logically pick the right one? And then also with that, the problem I have with cryptocurrencies, anybody can create one. And now if anybody can create one, if Amazon can create one, Ford can create one, how do I know which one to pick right now? The thing about I like about cryptocurrency, I like the technology behind cryptocurrency, which is blockchain technology. So my way of investing into uh, cryptocurrencies is via blockchain technology ETF. They, had, they just brought out two a week ago called Block and BFCN and BLOK. So that's my way. I invest into the technology behind cryptocurrency, which is called blockchain technology, via ETF. As of the market right now, I do not know what cryptocurrencies will be. They're projecting it to be at 40000 by the summer, 100000 by the end of the year, right? I, I don't know. I can't say that's where, you know, that's what they're saying. Hey, this is where we think this thing is going to go. But I look at what something is called the intrinsic value, right? What do I really own? What do I really hold? Am I just buying something just because it's really going to go up, or do I know what the heck I'm really buying? And right now, I cannot make a logical decision on out of 1,300 coins and new coins being developed every day. We can get out the line today and go create a currency, so how do I know which one to pick? So I'm not that smart of a guy. So I will invest into the technology behind it because I think that the technology is revolutionary that can be applied to uh, many facets of life. So I believe in the blockchain technology, and my way to invest in the blockchain te- technology is via you know, an ETF right now where I can have several companies. There are several blockchain companies out there. I'm not smart enough to pick the right one and the best one. So guess what I do? I buy the whole industry, and that's the way I look at it. I believe you're smart enough. Very well said. Very well said, man. Maybe. I don't um, know. <laughs> we're going to take a quick little break. We're going to hop into the song by Dr. Phil featuring Six Train G. It's called Get Them Bands. And there's a little line in there that says that you're not making money, you're wasting your time. So let's get them bands real quick. And then we'll be back with you. Don't go nowhere. Phil, get them bad. Let's get it.
hundred for the bundles. Yeah, yeah, shorty do a number. Shorty fucking up commas. Yeah, shorty, she stunning. Who says it's cheaper to keep her? You know that they lying. When we dining out, the Andre never coming with pride. Root press, melt the pie, carabas, baby, every time we slide. Time is money, you ain't getting no money, you wasting your time. Shorty stay with them bands. Shorty say she got plans. You see her working that pole. Open, hold they pan, they pan. Homie gotta heat a man, heat a man. Get them bands, get them bands, get them bands. Know you sexy, know you about your hustle. Because your favorite company are paid oh. investors. Okay. Well, you know. we do want to say thank you again, Prince. Um, before you go, and if Dr. Mm-hmm. Phil doesn't have anything else you want to add, um, can you give us your social contact info where we can follow you? Uh, sure. Look me up on Instagram, um, The Investor Show. Look me up on YouTube, The Investor Show. Look me up on Facebook, The Investor Show. Also, the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. That is on The Investor Show as well. And you can hit me on my website, theinvestorshowtv.com. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in my children's book series, it's everywhere books can be sold. Audio books on Audible, uh, ebooks, paperback, hardcovers, wherever books are sold around the world, around the country. And uh, I'm on Twitter as well, The Investor Show. So come on over, check me out. You can hear some from some of the best investors in the world, from the Wolf of Wall Street, from uh, Warren Buffett, from Bill Gates, from you name it. Um, um, all the people, billionaires and millionaires across the globe that stop by, investors from all over the world that stop by and, stop by and share their knowledge. 
on the financial industry. So definitely check me out. The Prince of Investing. We airing locally in Denver, Colorado, and we air locally in Honolulu, Hawaii. And then there you have it, folks. Knock the fill. If you don't have anything else to add. And you just got your dough. <laughs> cool. <laughs>